Welcome to the Success Inspired Podcast, a business and personal development podcast to help you accomplish more in life and realize your true potential. And now here is your host, Vit Muller. G'day everybody, Vit here from Success Inspired Podcast again. Today, my guest is an inbound marketer and creator of a LinkedIn success course for small to mid-sized businesses. He's helping them to grow their warm lead traffic on the internet. This course teaches people how to dominate social media and make better content, develop better connections and sales. And as you know, you know, when it comes to success, you got to have sales. Otherwise, I mean, success comes in many forms, but when it comes to business, it is really sales. So please welcome to the show, Harrison Barron. Hey, what's up, Vid? Thanks, man, for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, Harris, great to have you on the show. Great to have you on the show. Now, I've introduced you a little bit. What's something that uh, that's sort of missing in that bio, something that not many people may not know about you? You know what? I, th- I think most people don't know about me at this point is, is you kind of got to be... It's tough because this is the success-inspired podcast, right? But Elon Musk actually had a great line the other night on Clubhouse. It's, it's going viral right now. But if you need a... You know, if you need a motivational statement or something like that to to become an entrepreneur or think about becoming an entrepreneur, chances are pretty good you're probably not going to be an entrepreneur because you, it, it's got to come from within and you got to kind of, you know, I get myself amped up. Like, I, you, it's so important to be able to just fire yourself up, especially if you want to go start a business, be successful, go, you know, you got to... You know, like when you go through an interview and they're like, hey, are you a self-starter? Like you, th- that that has to be yes, because if it's not, you're probably one, you're missing the boat. And and two really is you're not going to want to take the necessary steps and actions to actually reach success. And that's, mm. in my opinion, so, so incredibly important. So you're talking about a little, that little fire inside of you, those, having those goosebump moments when you're like, really excited to do something to venture on something rather than being motivated uh by the outcome i mean that's exactly great too. exactly you know it, it really has to it has to come from within and it and it and success success is 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 such a loose term because there's no definition of success everybody's definition or view of success is all very different you know obviously the word has a definition but like what success means to me is very different than success for you and and success for Jeff Bezos and success for Elon Musk and success for success for my dog right is getting a treat after listening right that's his version of success so mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's not a tangible thing but success is very different based on who you are right like success for my girlfriend is is helping a child right as as, she, as a social worker but success for me is is creating a, a seven figure business that I'm on my way to building right originally it was success for six figures and I com- completed that but now it's success for seven figures right so how do I get to that success of seven figures and just when you become successful if you become comfortable after you become successful the success ends and who would want success to end? It's it's almost intoxicating when you get it and when you reach it. Absolutely, absolutely. When you see when you see that you've achieved, after all the hard work, you've achieved what you desired or what you've aimed towards. It's very satisfying moment for for short term, but I definitely agree that you know generally like I mean that's that's what we it's 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 within us. That's what we are. I mean, as a human beings, <laughs> hence why there's always continuous innovation, right? Otherwise, we would just 
keep uh, living in their uh, either, innovator you know, in, die in a, in a cave um, and have fire and <laughs> never evolve. So. Yeah, I mean it's and and you know especially with with what I do and with what a lot of people do, right? So like I'm in the digital marketing space, so for that, like there's never an end goal. Like yeah, I get to create something cool and stuff like that, but it's funny because I look at my friends who actually do like hands-on labor. I have a, I have a buddy of mine who does who paves parking lots. And like, for me, I look at that and I'm, you know, I look at my stuff and I'm like, oh, it's cool. I created a website. And then I look at his stuff and I'm like, oh my God, there's this, there's this massive parking lot. It's paved. You can walk on it. You can smell it. You can step on it. You can ride a skateboard on it. And that to me is really cool. And that's success in my opinion. And then you have to think, and he has to think about like, what's his next level of success, right? He, he accomplished this. He, he paved a, a massive parking lot to a hundred thousand square feet, right? But then what's the next step for him? And that's really what I think success is. It's almost that the dog chasing the mailman. But, you know, what does the dog do when he actually gets the mailman? Like, he, he doesn't know what to do, right? He, he achieved his, his goal. So almost having something for some people where it's unachievable, right? So for me, it's like, what is, or, even, or better yet for, for Jeff Bezos, right? Like, what is, what is the end goal? What is, when, is, when does he stop, right? He just stopped now after creating a trillion dollar business. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's, that's, that's the way I view success. Absolutely. So when it all started for you, Harrison, when did you notice that you've got this fire inside of you to, to be an, an entrepreneur, to do something to yeah. So this is, I, I had a real, there was two real keystone movements. Number one was I really wasn't making the money I wanted to make in my normal job. I was the first one to get commission and things like that. And, but the, I, I was doing, I was, I was finding other people in, in my same position at other companies and they were doing less sales than I was. I was in sales, but they were doing, but they were getting paid a lot more. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm making my company way more money than they are, but they're, I'm getting paid a third of what they're making. And I'm like, well, there's something wrong here. So I, I approached my boss about it and I was like, this is, this is annoying. This is terrible. Right. So, oh, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Right. So how many, how long, how many times do you have to hear? I'm going to fix it. Or, you know, we're working on it till you pull the plug. For me, it was about six months. I gave them about six months of really kind of grinding and, and being unhappy. Right. Mm. And, and that was really the break point. On the flip side of things, I had my podcast right right over there for people that are watching, the Brutally Honest Podcast. And my boss, he was a very nice guy. Really, I have nothing bad to say about him. He gave me a small room. It was about a 10 by 10 room. And to start, and he let me start a podcast in the office. And he would let me do a podcast after hours where I could have basically anybody in the show. We could do pretty much whatever we wanted. And it was an in-person podcast. And through that, I built a really good name for myself, a lot of new connections and I had to learn basics of digital marketing. So I needed to learn how to build a website. I need to learn how to build my social media, all this kind of stuff, right? And I said, you know what? At that time, I was also giving a lot of business to a digital marketing agency. And that digital marketing agency, in my opinion, wasn't doing a great job. And that was really where I had the pivotal moment where I'm like, I built a website for myself. I built a social media for myself. I'm building a following. And I'm giving away hundreds of thousands of dollars in business to this other digital marketing agency for them to underperform. Because I started learning about analytics and looking into analytics and all that kind of stuff. And it was at that time where I had a couple of people that were like, look, if you go out on your own, go for it. Right. So that was Keystone movement. Number one, Keystone movement. Number two was actually Tony Robbins. I'm sure that people that are listening to this probably know who Tony Robbins is, but he's kind of a big deal. And I had gone to one of his seminars 
I couldn't afford to go. I was broke uh, because I wasn't making the money I wanted to make. And I had a buddy of mine who is the owner of Zuma Payroll. I have to plug that company because they literally transformed my life. They, one of the guys over there was like, you need to go to a Tony Robbins event. You need to go to Unleash the Power Within. Now, two weeks prior, I had no idea who Tony Robbins was. I watched his Netflix special and stuff like that. And I was like, look, I, you know, we went to this seminar and they, they were like, Hey, it's 750 bucks. I'm like, there's no, I, I just can't swing 750 bucks right now. I really wasn't making that much money. And basically he was like, look, he's like, if you go, I'll bump you to like ground level seating. He's like, but you have to go. So I worked it out with the guy that was, that I was paying essentially to get me in there. who was one of Tony Robbins's coaches. And he was like, look, he's like, give me half now, give me half later and, and we'll get you in. And sure enough, I gave him half then I gave him half, you know, two weeks later on my next paycheck. And then my buddy bumped me down to floor seating. And, and during that whole thing was the second, like I wanted to do it. That was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was like, I, I need to go do this. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do a good job, but if I don't try it, I'm going to hate myself for not trying. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how it happened. <laughs> that's how it happened. That's how the fire was born. That's it. That's it. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was in me. I, I felt it. I was working a ridiculous amount of, of hours, but it was, you know, it was those two major movements, you know, and milestones or keystones, I should say that were like, Hey, go do this. Like you, 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 you were, you were doing a disservice to yourself. You're doing a disservice to other people. You're doing a disservice, you know, and you're, and you're doing a disservice to, to the people that you're referring out because they're not getting the level of, of, of service that they deserve. And you could probably do a better job. And that's, and that's literally it. That was, that was how I just said, screw it. This is, I, this is something I'm going to go do. And, and that's what I did. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So you're sitting there, Tony Robbins event, all fired up. Everything is connecting. Everything is very clear now. Tell me about that next day. What happens? Uh, so, so when I say you got to be, you got to want it. Like there's, there's no doubt. I mean, you gotta want it so bad. And when people are like, Oh, you know, like, I know I, I want this. It's like, no, no, no. Like you, there, there was a saying and it's this old guru. And essentially what happens is, you know, this guru, this, this really wealthy guy, you, you know, or, or I shouldn't even say really wealthy. This guy, he wanted to be wealthy and he, he meets this guru and the guru's like, Hey, I'll, I can teach you how to be rich and successful. And the guy's like, okay, well, you know, how, how, how do I become rich and successful? He goes, meet me on the beach tomorrow morning at 5 30 in the morning. Right. So he goes, how are you going to teach? He's like, you know what, whatever. Like there's, I don't know how this guru is going to teach me, but if he wants me to be there at 5 30, so he shows up at the beach at 5 30, he's got a suit on, he's got his briefcase. He's, he's ready to learn. Right. Got his laptop in his briefcase some some, some loosely paper, all that kind of stuff. Right. So the guru goes, okay, sounds great. Strip down to your boxers and, or briefs. I think you guys call them <laughs> and, you know, walk out with me. So the guru walks out and the guy's like, what are you going to teach me by going out in the water? So the guy goes out in the water and the guru goes, okay, come out further. So now they're out further. Guru comes, come out further. So now they can't touch the bottom, right? Guru says, all right, come out further. So now they're, now they're 150, 200 yards out of the, you know, out on the water and nobody could touch, you know, the, no, the, the floor of the, the water is, is nowhere to be found. So the guru goes, you want to be successful? And he goes, yeah, I want to be successful. And the guru grabs the man by the shoulders and tries to drown him. And the, the guy's flailing his arms, flailing his arms for, for almost a minute, right? He's, 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 he's literally getting drowned by this guru. And the guru finally brings him back up. The guy goes, what on earth are you doing? Like, I, 
uh, you almost killed me. Like, I almost drowned. And the guru goes, what did you want in that moment? He goes, I wanted to breathe. He goes, when you want to breathe, you know, when you want you when you want to breathe that bad, that's how much you got to want success to be successful. And so for me, that was I would leave my job at six or seven o'clock at night. Sometimes I would even do a podcast. and I'd go to my buddy's warehouse who, who gave me the opportunity to pay it forward. I was like, look, build your office. So I literally would leave work. I would go to the, the warehouse. I would take a hammer and nail out and screws and all that kind of stuff. And I'd bring tools in and myself and my father, when my dad was available, would go and we literally built my old studio. Now, now I'm not in my old studio. I'm, I'm down in North Carolina where, you know, where I just recently moved to, but we would literally go and build until 12, one, two, three in the morning. And then I would go to bed and wake up and go to work all day without telling my boss that I was building a whole studio. And then one day came where the studio was like almost done. I'm like, look, you know, we probably got a week or two left on the studio until it's like done, done. And, uh, and when I say like, I mean, we built walls, we put drop ceiling in heating, cooling carpet. Cause I needed carpet for sound absorption things like that. Like literally the whole nine, it was, it's basically fresh construction in a warehouse. And I, I went up to my boss. I'm like, Hey man, look, you know, appreciate everything, but I'm putting in my two weeks notice. And he's like, all right, sounds great. You know, he's like, he's like, when, when's your last day? And I told him my last day work that day. And then the next day I came in, the secretary was like, Hey, you can't touch your computer. Just grab everything out of your desk. I have to watch you and then leave the building. So yeah, so, well, that's what they do in the technology industry. That's pretty sad. It was actually weird because in the technology industry, they won't even let you go back to your computer. Typically, the moment you say I'm done, you're done because they don't want you to, to potentially cause damage or, or steal th things from the company. So that, that was all pretty, pretty normal. I was actually shocked that they let me work the rest of the day on the day that I told them. So I called up my buddy and I was like, hey, man this is, I'm, I'm done. Can you come help me? I just got to move a bunch of stuff. So I actually moved the whole podcast studio. Literally that day I stayed up like one or, you know, almost one or two days straight building the studio for an endless amount of hours and then moved in and had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I could be successful. And I, I went out, started my digital marketing agency. And, and I had a bunch of clients that were like, Hey, you know, I'd be willing to take a leap of faith and, and test you out. You know, if you were to go into business, and sure enough, that was my ha first handful of clients. And when I say I made, like when I say I'm, I covered my bills, I mean, if my bills were $750 a month, I mean, I made $751. Like there was, no, you know, it was just enough to pay my car, my insurance, my phone bill and, and, you know, whatever I needed to get the job done. That was it, man. That was, that was literally how, you know, you got to want it. Like most people wouldn't stay up till one o'clock in the morning to build their, to literally hammer wooden sheetrock the whole nine paint spackle to to get their dream accomplished and uh, I'm, I'm beyond thankful i did and i'm glad i took the, the leap of faith that's awesome that's awesome now fast forward where are you now tell us about success <laughs> that you've been able to accomplish so far of your business yeah so so the first year and a half of my business was all about learning so i had a couple clients that were willing to jump on board they, they were willing to give me the opportunity to kind of test out what i learned and and things like that and they were really like the the key to allowing me to to leave and then after that it was i spent thousands of hours on youtube learning and reading and researching and taking people's courses when i could take when i could afford to take somebody's course and i started out doing social media for people and building some basic websites and now fast forward you know three years later i'm i'm, I'm actually my work or my business ownership anniversary is in uh, two months and that'll be officially three years so we've broken six figures which is really cool especially because i didn't know anything that i was doing like I, and and 
I came from the IT world. I didn't know how to do digital marketing. I had to teach myself everything. We've broken six figures. We have we have some pretty large clients now. We're we're constantly experimenting in new things. I have three employees, which is pretty cool. So it, it's it's been a it's been literally the most transformative thing. And and you know to bring it back to the you know success inspired like. I, I look at myself and I'm like, I'm not successful enough. Like, I, I don't think of myself as successful. And, and you know, when, you, when you're in business, like, there's no such thing as done. There's never a thing that like, hey, you know, yeah, a client's project is done. But like, you're never done working on yourself, right? The way, the only way that I look at, hey, the the company is done, right? Like, when I say done, like, we've, we've hit the level of success I want to hit. And I'm, I'm, I can retire or like, hey, I can sell this thing. That's the only time I look at my business as it will be successful. When I go, I sell it for seven, eight figures, whatever that number is down the road. And, and I can say, hey, you know what? We're done. Like, like that was success. I built a company from literally knowing nothing, zero dollars up to seven, eight figure, you know, eight figures in business. And that, that to me is when we're done. Like that's when I, when I will consider myself successful. I've had more people tell me that I'm successful than I actually believe, but other people look at it and they're like, Hey, you know, you are successful. I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I built a company, like I have employees, I have payroll now, like, but like, what is success? You know, success is defined by everybody. Like for me, success is very different than other people. Right. I taught my dog how to sit. That's success in my eyes. He learned, like I taught him something to, you know, I taught him how to do something. I, I inspire my employees to, to, to do better and things like that and all, and all that kind of stuff. But for me, my own internal success, you know, at least for my business, because I think there's multiple areas of success too, you know, is when I finally hand in the keys and I sell my business or, you know, or close down the business and say like, look, that was a good run and I cash out or whatever, you know, whatever that looks like down the road. And, and part of what I love is the, is not knowing. I, I really don't love Grant Cardone, not Grant Cardone, although I don't particularly care for him either, Gary Vaynerchuk. But when he says like, you have to enjoy the journey, like it's all about the journey. I thought it was so stupid. And like, the more I own my own business, I'm like, it is literally all about the journey. Like getting to the end is the worst part. Like I'm afraid to hit the end. Because like, what do you do? You're the dog chasing the mailman, right? Like, what do you do when you get there? Like, I don't know. I know that I have to go chase the mailman right now. So that's the way I look at it constantly. And, and that's what keeps me going. Like, I love that. Like, Hey, we're not done yet. We're, we're, we're and we, I don't know if we'll ever be done yet. And when I sell the company, great. I got to go find something else to do because I'll go crazy, not doing anything. So you're doing social media, you're doing websites, you're doing LinkedIn strategies for businesses. Let's unpack all that a little bit. Sure. So, um, so I have two two main businesses. So I have it's Bar Media Group. Now it's going to be uh, now it's formally known formally known as Bar Media Group. Now it's Growth Hyphen Generators. If you guys want to go check it out, Growth Generators.com, and that's where we do social media, websites, SEO, building your digital presence, really, and inbound marketing. So attracting ideal clients to you. And it took me. <sighs> It took me a long time to learn that and between coaching and, and like I said, all that kind of stuff, which was really, really cool. And, and now we've kind of like dialed it in. And the cool part is, is at least my favorite thing to look at is when I, when I have somebody, when I have a new client and they're like, Hey, I've been paying this, this marketing company X amount of dollars. And I really haven't seen any growth. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like how much money are you spending? Oh, I'm spending 2000, 5,000, 10,000, whatever that number is. Right. And then we go in and I'm like, this is crazy. You've spent this much money on somebody's 
stuff and and you haven't gotten any results and then we're able to turn around and look at that and say okay great like we you could expect to see an estimated results of you know two to ten x traffic and conversions and all that kind of stuff right so that i absolutely love the other thing that i was kind of i stumbled upon in was i built my personal website harrisonbaron.com as a it, kind of an accident. So I had a buddy of mine who was a super successful course creator. He, he stumbled. He, I shouldn't say stumbled. He came into my office one day and because I pretty much have like an open door policy. Anybody can come in and hang out. And uh, he saw me prospecting on LinkedIn. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm prospecting on LinkedIn, looking at, you know, looking for people to do business with because digital marketing, things like that takes a long time. So I was actively looking for bigger accounts and things like that. And so he's, he's like, can I watch you? So I said, sure. Like, feel free to watch me. So he watched me go through the whole process and he goes, Hey man, like, you're really good at this. And like, you're getting a good response rate. You're engaging with people, you're creating content, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, thanks, man. And he goes, you need to build a course around this. So of course I'm a sucker. And I go, of course I need to build a course around this. I could teach people how to do this. Right. And I didn't realize how much work it was going to be to create an online course, but I've had a lot of people go through it with some crazy success stories, you know, closing five, six, seven figure deals, custom, you know, any, anything between like literally cost, you know, business acquisition to customer acquisition. I've had, I, I basically just teach people what I did. And the reason why I'm, I don't brag so much about it is because for me, it was just, it was what I did to grow my business, but for so many other people, it was so much more than that. It's, it's helping somebody put, food on the table. It's helping put somebody's kids in college. It's helping somebody, you know, put money away for retirement. Like that was the really weirdly beneficial part about teaching people how to use LinkedIn, because now I have people going through LinkedIn and they're dominating, like they're, they're killing their sales. They're, they, they went from the bottom of the barrel salesperson to the number one salesperson because of just a handful of things I taught them. And that to me is the coolest part. And this is literally no exaggeration, just the stuff that I've helped people with all from stumbling. And like my one buddy was like, dude, just go build a course. And I was like, oh, I'll go build a course. Like whatever. Like I could, I might be able to help people. And now like I literally help people all the time and it's the weirdest feeling in the world. All right. So somebody might be listening, might be very curious what goes into that. Are you keen to sort of unpack a little of that strategy? Just, you know, sure. on the surface, I guess, bit some five top tips for LinkedIn inbound marketing. Yeah. So number one, you got to have your, you got to have your profile dialed in. If you don't have your profile dialed in, you are missing the boat. I, I cannot stress it enough. And the reason is, is because it's just like a first impression when you meet somebody. So many people don't have a background picture, right? You see my background here. It's this nice purple background for my company colors. They don't have their profile dialed in. They're not even smiling in their picture. Like smile, welcome people in. It, it, it's incredible to me that people don't smile in pictures. It, it, it almost seems weird because when you smile, you attract people. When you're, when you're straight-faced or you're, you're upset and, and people could read emotions and images, you're immediately turning people off. So somebody who may be interested in doing business with you based on either content you promote, you know, put out or they've heard about you or whatever it is, or somebody told them about you, they may never reach out just because you're not smiling, which it blows my mind that more people don't like have your friend go out, use your, you know, everybody's got a cell phone. You know, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't have a cell phone nowadays. Go grab your iPhone, put it in portrait mode, go grab your Android, take a good picture. I don't know if Android has, has portrait mode and, and, and just go against a, a blank wall or separate yourself from the background and, just, and smile, put on some nice clothes, smile and take a picture. And like you, your headshot is already light years ahead of what you were doing. Number three is you have to have 
a good headline. Tell people what you do, not who you are. So I don't care if you're the CEO of Lutron Lighting. Like I could care less about that. How do you solve people's problems, right? I make lighting a dark home easier, right? Or I, you know, I inspire others to become the best versions of themselves. You know, I help companies build their online digital marketing presence or digital presence. I help people, I teach people how to create content. Like it doesn't matter what it is, but tell people what you do instead of your title. Anybody could be a CEO. Anybody could be a vice president. You could be, if you want to become a vice president, go work at a bank. Every, everybody that works at a bank is a vice president. So you have to, number three is you have to have a good headline and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like don't think you have to like go in and wordsmith it and make sure it's like the best thing since sliced bread. Just give people enough information to know when they're looking at your profile, who you are, what you do and how you help people. And that's enough. That's, that's, that's enough to get you in the door. And all you're doing is it's, it's like a Tinder picture, right? You're, you're just getting them in the door to visit your profile. Then from there, it's your about section. It's your about section and the rest of your profile. So your about section has to be dialed in. Like that is where you want to spend all your time, energy, and effort. Make sure that it, it states who you are, what you do, how you help people, a call to action. So, you know, grab time, my calendar, a phone number, an email address, whatever it is. That way somebody can go on there and, and reach out to you because how often, you know, not everybody checks, excuse me, not everybody checks LinkedIn every single day. So being able to put a cell phone number there or a phone or an email and being able to send an email is is just, I cannot stress how important it is. I give people a success story. If you can even give them a success story, Hey, craziest story ever. Like I worked with this client and I 10 X their traffic in literally one year, you know, what, whatever that is that you've, you've done successfully. If you, if you are a mergers and acquisitions and you got them 10% or 20% more than that you originally thought, or you helped somebody make a sale or you helped, you know, a product development, make a better product, whatever, whatever that is, tell people about it. That's where you can brag. And then the rest of your profile has to be dialed in the appropriate schooling. I can't tell you how many connections and business and, and the amount of business I've done just because I have my school on there. I have my level of, of education on there and I have my fraternity on there. Like those three things have been, they have probably put tens of thousands of dollars in my pocket just because I have that on my profile. Because if you have a mutual, if you have a mutual thing, you know, whatever that is, if it's schooling, if it's experience, if it's a level of, of, of degree, people resonate with that. And, and a lot of people don't necessarily realize that they resonate with that because, you know, if I would much prefer to do business with somebody in my fraternity, because we both have similar, similar pasts. So I know what that kind of person's like. I know the person that's going to be reaching out or, or I know that person is, you know, what kind of person that person is and, and the, you know, the brotherhood aspect. Or if I know somebody that went to college, we could have conversations that bonding and rapport is built immediately because I know what, you know, what building they were in and the parking lot and the crazy, you know, security guards or the, you know, campus police and what they would break your chops for or like, hey, I got a ticket for a parking, you know, not having my parking pass, parking pass on my car because my car, like whatever it is, right? There's always a story that you could build bonding and rapport from an education level. If you have an MBA or you have a master's degree or, or a PhD or whatever it is, right? People typically gravitate towards those people, right? Doctors typically hang out with other doctors, right? Because they have a similar interest, right? It might not be that they're all practicing the same medicine, but they all went to stay all similar histories. They all have similar education. They all have oh, this, this mutual understanding for each other that they all went through something similar. And, and that is tremendously important. And, and most people don't realize how important that is. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's something that they can relay and that's how they can connect with you. And easier, it's easier to build a report with, with you as well. And, and there's a level of trust already where in a sense of 
okay, that there there's a relevancy. I can I can sort of see you know what they may have you know been gone through and whatnot. All right, so let's sum it up. So having your having your profile page dialed in as an overall, having a good profile picture that you smile on. That was number yeah. two. And number three, make sure that you say what you do. Don't say, you know, what your title is. I mean, unless you're a CEO of Tesla, I guess in that case, you can just put CEO of Tesla. People just know that you're Elon <laughs> Musk at that point. Awesome. And then and then you've got your about section where you should also yeah. put And some... leverage your background picture. Like yep. you sell cars. If you sell Fords, put a Ford back there. If you sell Range Rovers, put a Range Rover back there. If you sell computer systems, go put a computer system back there. Like, like that is your opportunity to catch somebody's attention. Utilize it. Don't let it go to waste. You know, if, if you don't have something there, it's just, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's like that old, it's that old basketball saying, you like, you know, you miss hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. That is literally the definition of that. You, you don't know who could have visited your profile because they didn't visit your profile because you didn't have a background picture that didn't catch their attention. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just go find something that relates to what you do and put it up there. Yep. Now, somebody out there might be like, look, I don't really care too much if they visit my profile. I just want to get the sales down. What would you say to them? You need to do that. Like, there's no, there's no way around it because like I could teach, you know, I could teach sales, you know, but people, it's that first impression, right? Like if you're cold calling, it's different because that person can't see you, but on social media, everybody can see who you are. So, you know, if somebody call, you could have the cure for cancer. But if somebody reaches out to me and they don't look professional, like they have the care for cancer, I'm probably not going to have a phone call with them. Like they might be able to solve every single one of my problems. They might be willing to give me money for free, but I won't even take the call with them because I don't know if I trust them because they're not smiling. Like the bare minimum, the, the, the absolute, if you want to negate everything else in your profile, you have to have a picture where you're smiling. Like nobody wants to talk to anybody who isn't smiling, who, 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 you know, you look like you enjoy what you do. Like, don't, if you're not enjoying what you do, go do something else. Like, I, I don't know what else to tell you at that point. Like you're, you're, you're missing the boat. Absolutely. And it's about that next step, right? When you talk about sales, it's about that next step. So what is the next step when if you're doing an inbound, you know, marketing on LinkedIn, I guess the next step for traditionally what I would think be, to get on the phone, right? So how, how can you jump on that phone call, you know, if, if they haven't been able to, you know, connect with you at all, like there's a blank blank profile, right? So so that that's that would be my answer as well, in addition to what you said to, to anybody out there thinking, you know, look, I'm just after sales. I just need to close sales and not, you know, worry about profile because you won't get that phone call unless you got the first step down, which is the impression of the profile and all that, right? Anything else you'd like to add? No, that's pretty much it. You know, after your profile is dialed in, sales, you know, I don't want to say sales will come, but that's your first step. Like if you're doing cold calling and you're saying, oh, check out my company, essentially your website is your profile, right? Like that, the company website is your profile. So then the hour, you know, I teach outreach and all that kind of stuff and really how to dial in and find your ideal clients and, and see who's active and, you know, how to send a really good message. But the core of it is, is just smiling, smiling, smile and build out your profile, please. If there's anything you get from this, do that. Let's just circle back to 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 you there, Harrison, for a second, sure. because I just want to delve a little bit more into how you managed to transition to you know to your to your business to running your business. Because you know a lot of people listening might be you know really interested to to launch your own business, but you know it's 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 scary, right? Because you got yeah. you got the income. We like to have some comfort 
And so, yeah, it's scary for a lot of people. So keen to unpack that a little bit more. How did, how did you go through that process? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's a lot because, you know, what, when I say it's a lot, I mean, everybody gets 24 hours in a day. And, you know, I don't know how many people on here know, but I am a volunteer fireman as well. I've been a volunteer fireman since 2011, so, so 10 years. And most people could never imagine, you know, working a full-time job, right? Because it's what I did. I, I had a full-time job and I went out and I built, you know, I, I now knowing what I know now, I, w I did it all wrong. I did it completely wrong. And I would highly advise anybody who's listening to this, don't do it the way I did it. If I will tell you what you should do and, and that's what I'm going to do right now. But between my super busy lifestyle, between my, my full-time job, I had a podcast. I was a volunteer fireman. I think that's about all the things that I did at that time, which is a lot, you know, between training once a week and, and all that kind of stuff. So if, if you're listening to this, this is, this is some of the best advice I can give. And if I was to go back and do it all over again, this is the advice that I would take personally. One is definitely figure out what you want to do, right? Because if you don't know what you want to do, don't go try to become, don't start your own business. Like I knew I wanted to go into marketing because I saw that there was a void because there was a lot of these companies that were basically stealing money from other people. So for me, that's, that's what sparked my interest for me. But in, in order to be in business, you have to solve somebody's problem. And for me, that was saving people money because I could do something better, cheaper, you know, better and just cheaper than these other digital marketing agencies, which really weren't providing a good service. But if I was to do it all over again, one, I'd figure out somebody's problem. Two, I would approach them and say, hey, would you be willing to pay somebody to solve this problem? Right? It doesn't matter what the problem is. It, it, you know, it, it could literally be you know, it could be shipping. It could be, Hey, I can make this process better. You know, Ray Kroc, who, who, who owns McDonald's is, you know, he started out selling, what is it? Not smoothie machines, uh, shake machines, right? That's, that's what he did. Right. And he saw, he saw that the, you know, the McDonald's brothers had this operation and realized like, Hey, not only can I make a lot of money with this, but we can make the, the what he really wanted was consistent food at a fair price everywhere, right? So if you get a McDonald's, if you get a burger or a Whopper in China, it's the exact same one that you would get in your local town or, or England or Australia or, you know, in New York and things like that, right? Th that is his, he found a solution to not so much a problem, but a, a lifestyle enhancement for some people because they wanted f food on the go that was quick, fresh, and, and ultimately was going to be the same no matter what, anywhere they went. But figure out somebody's problem or, you know, people buy for four reasons, pain in the present, pain in the future, basically prosperity in the present and prosperity in the future, right? The, you know, if there's something that's going to bring you joy now or joy down the road, or you're solving an issue today or solving an issue down the road, figure out what you could solve for those people, right? So if I was to go back and do it all over again, this is exactly what I would do. I would go figure out what people would want or what I'm really, really good at. I would go, I'd start an online blog. I, I'm firmly a blog or YouTube, YouTube channel, one or the other. Go start something. And, and if, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're a, a volunteer fireman. It doesn't matter if you're a full-time fireman. It doesn't matter if you're a full-time mom, whatever it is, right? You probably know something that most people don't know. Go write a bunch of content about it. Start to build an audience. And this is the hardest thing that, that we have to help businesses with, which is building the audience. You can't make money if you don't have potential buyers, right? So that audience is going to be potential buyers. So if you are a mom who has an autistic child and you happen to figure out really well how to deal with your autistic child and make sure they get the help they need and all that kind of stuff, right? There are 
hundreds of thousands of other moms in the world who are looking for ways to help their autistic child. And they're going to two places, YouTube and Google. That's it. Like that, you know, nobody uses Bing. All right. So go create that content and go think about questions that people ask you. Oh, how is it hard to have an autistic child? What kind, you know, do you need to, do you need to, you know, take necessary precautions to have a, you know, an autistic child, whatever it is, right. Or dogs. Like if you're a dog parent, right. Like how to deal, you know, how to deal with dogs that chew everything. Like think about, don't think about the broadness of it because if you market to everybody, you're not marketing to anybody. Think about like, Hey, I have, I have a dog who, you know, how to get your dog to, to, to go anywhere without a leash, right? That's pretty much where I'm at right now with my new dog. I've gotten him to pretty much not need a leash anywhere we go. And he listens very well. Now, am I going to go start, start an online course or a blog about that? No, I just, I don't have enough time right now. But if I wanted to go start a business and make money doing that, I would create a bunch of content on what I did and how I did it to get my dog to go anywhere and listen without a leash, right? And, and I started with a leash. I started with a leash. I started with a training collar. And, and he's a puppy. He's, he's literally six months old. And he listens better than most adults, right? So that that would be what I would go create content on. So it doesn't matter what you are. If you're a BMX biker, if you are a skateboarder, if you are a uh, skydiver, if you are a, I don't know if a surgeon's probably the best bet because nobody should be doing open heart surgery at home. But you know, if you figure out how to make the best beer, if you figure out how to make seltzers, right? If you if you figure out how to make you know designs on on cups, like. There's all these, you know, I've, I've worked with clients that have had, you know, everything from IT companies to protein, you know, drinks and things like that, right? Talk about what you do and how you do it. And you'll eventually accumulate a following. So pick your medium. If you're good on video, don't go write a blog unless you really want to do both. But if you're not good on video, go write a blog. If you're the best gardener for microgreens, go make a bunch of content about microgreens. Like it doesn't, if you, if you love cactuses and you happen to be really good at growing cactuses and, 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 you know, and stuff like that, then go write a bunch of content about that. Because most people, what they don't realize is how many other people in the world would be so interested for a multitude of reasons. Not everybody's going to want to buy, but they might want to watch. I follow this guy online. His, his name is Project Farm on YouTube. Now he tests power tools and all this kind of stuff, right? Power tools, epoxies. I mean, you name it. He's probably done a video on it, right? Guess how handy I am. I'm not handy at all, but I love watching his content. And if I ever want to go buy something, I'm going to go to him first because I recognize him as an industry expert and he's tested something that I may want. But whatever it is that you would do, or you know how to do, go create content about it, build an audience, and then the, the easy part is actually figure out what to sell. So for me, right, I'm building an audience and I'm teaching people how to use LinkedIn. And then for me, I just built an online course. And, and that was, and, and that's what I did to teach people how to use LinkedIn. But if I was to do it all over again, and, and maybe it wasn't LinkedIn, but maybe it was, hey, I happen to be really good at IT sales. I would have taken two or three years. I would have written a bunch of content or made a bunch of YouTube videos on how to do sales for IT companies and be the best in the world at it, right? And then other salespeople in those industries would have all flocked to me. And I would have been like, hey, this is the exact process I use. Here's the course on how to do it. Come buy for me. And then you could charge any amount of money because you're solving a major problem that these people all have. And that's how you can make your money. That's If I was to do it all over again, that's how I'd start my business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to sum it up, if somebody listening right now, they've got a full-time job. You've got an expertise. You've got something that you're passionate about and you want to launch it into your business. 
all you do is just set aside a time, you know, a couple of hours a day or throughout the week that you get to write an article or a video or start a podcast, whatever it is, just so you can get yourself out there, start sharing your knowledge, start sharing some tips. And that's how people will start to follow people who are looking to solve their problems around the areas that you that you solve. And so that's that's not hard. That's something that can no. easily do alongside a full-time job. I mean, I run this podcast alongside my full-time job, right? And I've got... That, you is, know. <laughs> that is literally it. It is the easiest. It, if I was to do it all over again, that is the easiest way to start a business and make a really good living. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anything else just to add to that before we move on in terms of in, in, in the topic of, you know, helping somebody get from nine to five to launch into business. So I mean, A... Yes, to so start building your audience. Anything else people can do while they sort of transitioning? Yeah, believe in yourself. It sounds crazy, but I cannot tell you how many people don't believe in themselves. They look at you know, one of the things that, that I, I've had a lot of conversations with is people look at like Jeff, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, right? Like they look at them like they're, this sounds crazy, but they, they look at them like they're gods, right? Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or, you know, even the hundred millionaires, right? They're going, they're drinking Starbucks coffee, right? They're drinking the same coffee you're drinking. They are getting Dunkin' Donuts. They are stopping at their local 7-Eleven. They have this, they, they're dealing with the weather. They have to worry just as much as you do about getting into a car accident. Like people put these people on such pedestals, but they're all people. Just believe in yourself that you can do it and Understand that nobody is an overnight success. And anybody that you think is an overnight success has just been working and working and working. And then they got their one glimpse, the minute of fame, because the the luck is literally a mathematical equation between opportunity and preparedness. If you match both of those together, right, you have a luck. You have to be prepared, right, for an opportunity. And you have to have the opportunity to have luck if you can't just you you can't have you can't be prepared and never get an opportunity and you can't have an opportunity and not be prepared you need to have both of those to have your breakthrough success in whatever it is so just believe in yourself show up do it every day you gotta want to do it and know that it might take a long time it might take one two three four five years but you will get there robert downey jr was in jail before he became iron man and now he's the highest paid actor right i think other than the rock Dude was in jail, caught up in drugs and things like that, and turned his whole life around on Iron Man. Mm. Yeah, that's a good example. All right, so going through that journey yourself, nothing is a straight line. There's always an obstacle, right? What was what was some of your toughest obstacles that you had to overcome in growing a business so far? Oh, my God. Where do I begin? So I, I guess the, the number one obstacle was not knowing what I was doing. So... I didn't have any experience in digital marketing. I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have experience in a lot of these, you know, in, in pretty much any of it. So for me, that was really hard. And that was a massive obstacle. I mean, I had to go an overdose essentially on content every single day to learn what other people were doing, to learn from people that were more successful than me and stuff like that. I had a tremendous amount of catch up to do compared to other people where you know, if I was in the marketing space and I just wanted to go leave and start my own business, it would have been way easier. So if, if you're looking to start a business, try to stick in something that you know. Like I literally jumped ship and didn't know anything, which was the hardest thing. That was number one. Number two is I had a client who always paid me late and I needed their money in the worst way. And, a, and eventually they went out of business. COVID officially put them out of business. But 
that was really brutal because they owed me thousands of dollars and I had to take that financial hit in a time that the whole world was taking a financial hit. So it took us a little bit longer to recap just about a year ago, which, which was like right when we started really figuring out what we were doing as far as the business goes. So that made it really, really difficult. I can't tell you how many times I went to meetings and people just didn't show up, you know, learning the technology to do what I do was like the, it's really like, it's so rare that I wake up with, you know, on a day that I don't have a hurdle to jump through because if it's not, you know, if it's not, always me it's always it's always something that i can't control right like just before this my dogs were freaking out to go to the bathroom like even though it's it sounds ridiculous but it's like hey i need to go make sure that i take care of that you know that that problem because if i don't they're going to come in here and cause trouble on the podcast and then you might not want me as a guest or i might be you know i might do a bad job representing myself because now they're tearing it up or i have to worry about them going to the bathroom in the house right so there's always a hurdle you just have to get used to hurdles. And the longer you do it, I'm starting to realize it gets easier, but I think, I don't think it actually gets easier. I think you just get more confident in yourself because if it's not a hurdle with me or it's not a hurdle with my, my family life, it's a, it's a hurdle with a customer, right? We just, we just had a nightmare customer for a disgustingly low amount of money, right? And this person's calling me and harassing me and calling me and harassing me, right? And dealing with that customer. Like I would have never guessed the customer was going to be that much of a pain in the butt over a couple hundred bucks, but then it's like, okay, great. I have that. Well then what about an employee that is unhappy or needs a time, you know, time off or that they didn't tell me about or something like that. So there's always hurdles that you're getting over. There's, I can, you know, you could be Jeff Bezos and you're still, you're still going to have hurdles, you just learned how to deal with them. And you have to understand too, like you're not the only one doing this, which I think a lot of people get lost in because they think like, well, nobody else is doing what I'm doing. Well, you're right. Nobody else is doing what you're doing, but there's a lot of people in a same, in a same level of success and, and in similar portions of their business. So they might not be doing marketing, but they might have a construction company where they have three to five employees. Right. And he's going through the same struggles that I am. We're just in different businesses. So know that those are going to come up. And then the other thing that you can do to help avoid that is surround yourself with other business owners, right? You always hear it's lonely at the top because employees don't understand what a business owner goes through. Not because they don't want to, it's just, they, they don't, they haven't been in those shoes yet. So, you know, for me, I still haven't taken a paycheck from my business. Right. And we're at six figures because I keep reinvesting it over and over and over again into my business. And then I have an employee who was like, well, why did he get a raise? And why don't I get a raise? It's like, dude, I haven't taken a paycheck yet. Like, why are you so concerned about the money? Because it's coming. Like, relax. We're going to make a lot of money. Just we have to we have to grind a little more and we'll get there. So the, the hurdles are never ending, but you can get through them by calling your friend who's in a similar spot, by thinking about it, by knowing that it's an employee. Like if they're not happy, they can leave. So let them leave. Like, don't try to bend over backwards to keep them there. Make sure, try to make them happy. And, and at the same time, don't make yourself unhappy. Like that's the whole point. You don't go, you start your own business to become happy and, and live a lifestyle you want to live. So the hurdles never end, but you just learn how to deal with them better. And while you're going through all that process, it's also important to keep yourself mentally and physically fit what do you do to uh, to keep yourself fit i eat two dollar pizzas and tater tots and drink seltzer 
I have the worst lifestyle right now. It's awful. I'm very unhappy about it. I do walk my dogs though, as, as I'm on with uh, VitFit here. I know, I know. You're probably going to be like, we need to talk about this afterwards. Oh, we definitely will need to talk about that for <laughs> sure. Yeah. I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. What do you think? I mean, when it comes to performance, do you think that doing you any favor? By not eating healthy? No. <laughs> Honestly, I normally, it's, it's, I, I do kind of like an intermittent fasting. So I really don't eat in the morning. I usually only eat like twice a day, but, you know, talk about hurdles, right? Like, I love sweets, but I could not, I, I don't mind not eating them. But my girlfriend loves eating sweets and will go buy them. And I have zero self control. So my self controls don't have it in the house if you don't want to use it. Right. But when she goes out and buys a box of ice cream sandwiches, those little bad boys are going to my stomach. Like there's no doubt about it. So, but you have to learn like what you're good at and what you're not good at. So for me, I have zero self control when it comes to sweets. So I just don't put them in the house at all until somebody else brings them in, which sucks. But I will definitely tell you when I'm eating better and eating and, and partaking in a healthier lifestyle, I typically perform better or I say, or because when I am fasted, I actually perform a lot better. But I knew that if I didn't eat right before this podcast, I probably wouldn't be eating at all for the rest of the night. So I had to scarf down some $2 pizzas and tater tots. I will, I will. Shamefully admit to that. I know you're, la you're, he's for anyone that's listening, he's laughing at me, not with me. He's laughing at me. Oh, okay. Harrison. All right. Well, uh, look, I mean, we're not, not perfect. No one is perfect, right? This is, I do walk the dogs though. I do, I do do that. Yeah. Yes. 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 So we, we got, we got some physical activity. That's good. I mean, you know, I mean, life of an entrepreneur, like a lot of it these days, it's in front of computers. So I mean, it's very, very, very sedentary, right? And, that's in itself. It's a should be considered a disease. It should be, you know, sedentary. I'm Anything standing. that's he's standing. Oh, okay, cool. I got All a right. Standing desk. That's that's it. I'm standing. So I stand during calls. That is one thing I do. I don't, you know, I'm not like walking, but I'm standing. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Helps. Awesome. All right. That's good. That's good. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, we're not gonna turn into coaching call for you, mate. But you know what to do, and you know what that does does to your body and to your performance right and i mean we talk about success and my my thing is fitness my thing is health and fitness it's an area an industry that i've been in for the last 10 years you know being a personal trainer help people live more happy healthy fit lifestyles because that transfers directly to how we feel how we perform in our day to day and and then that you know shows in our I, business. I couldn't agree more honestly i'm not saying that just because you are in a fitness like when i before I moved, I was riding my bicycle to and from work. So it was about two to three miles per day. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely performing better than I am now. So tell me, Harrison, so, uh, what is preventing you now from adding a simple, like an exercise routine in the morning? Nothing. Me being lazy is the problem. And I just admitted that. Well, yeah, but laziness is just a you know point of point of you know where what motivates you at the moment you feel you don't feel motivated by the exercise so you just got to change the scale right because the the comfort of being lazy it's it's too high on the scale as to you know doing a workout so all it all, all just comes down to is just realizing okay well what's what's after right what's the benefit of doing that and can that weigh up above that comfort that i enjoy doing you know having instead of so that, that would be that would be my tip there for you to just think about <laughs> love it man love it Appreciate and for it. anybody else listening out there guys if you're lazy if you're like harrison <laughs> you can blame it on me you can blame it on me it's okay 
if you're if you're admitted it. you know if you're lazy if you dropped off the ball if you know if you've if you dropped off the wagon and you're not being exercising and you know you've just been stuck in the rut you know eating doritos and watching netflix listening to this podcast wishing hoping to one day be successful then that's really just wishful thinking so really you gotta step up the game and do something you know it doesn't mean you have to start doing crossfit or go straight into some intense physical activity but you can start with easy walk take a walk walk you know take you take your dog for a walk like harrison's doing you know or take a get a stand-up desk that's a good 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 next step like harrison's doing there you go i'll give you some props there mate i appreciate that man i appreciate that some other other tips that that i recommend okay so really easy right rome wasn't built in a day so again once again don't try to you know think about you know this having to be you know running and signing up for gym membership right away no you don't have to it could be as simple as wake up in the morning you know, and ask yourself how how old am I today? Uh, whatever that, whatever that number, number is, maybe you're thirty, maybe you're forty. Do amount of push-ups based on how old you are. Right? Do you do the amount of push-ups? Do the amount of squats? You just have that as a simple routine. Every year you get older, you just add an extra rep. For me, I'm 34, so I do you know I do 34 squats, 34 push-ups. I bought a pull-up bar, so I do a couple of pull-ups there. I don't do 34 pull-ups because they're pretty hard. I admit, I do maybe like. 30 instead of 34 you're almost and there i was there you know so whatever it's just a simple number you know so you know i just do you know 10 by 10 and then the last one i just do 14 on the last round but it doesn't take long right it takes me 10 minutes it's just a routine i do in the morning it takes me 10 minutes just gets the body you know gets the blood pumping gets my body sort of mobile and moving you know i you know how it is like when you wake up after you know working a long stretch until midnight in front of computer you wake up in the morning you feel a bit stiff and you don't feel like particularly excited or charged up to 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 work right away. You know, maybe later on once you have a coffee. But do this little routine. You know, just a couple of squats that will that'll target your lower body. Some some push-ups really important for upper body maintaining some upper body strength. You know, add some pull-ups, maybe some sit-ups. Four exercises, nice and simple. You can do three rounds around. You know, ten reps each or something like that. And then you're done. And then the next step is that you know I recommend, but maybe you build up to it is jump in a cold shower. No. Jump in a cold shower. Have a go at it. I know it sounds crazy. It, I've done it. I I like hot showers. Look, I, I get it. That's that's goes back to what we said at the start, right? It's comfortable, right? It's comfortable. I know. It is comfortable. But nothing happens if we're constantly being comfortable, right? It's, it's the magic that happens outside the comfort zone, right? And, I, and, and, and uh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, Especially in business. Yeah, absolutely. And you've done it, right? You've stepped out of the comfort zone. I've from, done cold you know, showers. Having, I did cold a, showers for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then I realized that I perform better on hot showers. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. There, <laughs> that works your boat. That's good, mate. Yeah. Well, for me, I find when I take a cold shower, it's like I just wakes you up, makes you feel alive. Like obviously the actual cold shower, it's in itself. Wakes it's not, you right up. It's not that it's comfortable. It's definitely uncomfortable. But I like it to as a as a test of my will and test of my, you know, grit. Because it's a representation to to the business. And so it's like an analogy to me. It's, well, if I can't get my ass under that cold water, then I'm not going to be able to, you know, go go to the extreme of my business because I, I'm allowing myself to be uncomfortable today. A thousand percent. Um, so it's thousand like a little, little ritual day. That's important, man. Look, I love it. I love it. You check know, out, you check out. You've got to figure out what works. Yeah, absolutely. Check out Wim Hof. Wim Hof uh, is a guy, I think he's from savage. 
Yeah, he's a savage. And, savage. and that's what he talks about. He talks about yep. that. You know, don't allow yourself to be too comfortable. You have to push yourself through the uncomfortable on, on purpose mm-hmm. every day, just so you can maintain the level of integrity and level of toughness. Because, I mean, being in business, you have to be tough too. Mentally yeah. you're tough. You got to because... be mentally tough because it is mentally draining. And then guess what? And if you're not eating well, then it's then you feel it. Even it makes more- it even harder. Right. So make sure add some veggies on your plate and things like that. And it's not just, you know, for you, but like anybody listening, I mean, it's, 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 you know, I mean, we, we, we are think about like a car, right? If you, if you want to be a formula one, if you want to be a part of a formula one team, you have to have a good engine. Everything is going to work like a clockwork. Right. And our body is no different body functions, you know, our hormones body produces hormones that are important to how we feel, you know, for us guys, testosterone, very important hormone. And, you know, and for, for the girls, estrogen. So, you know, as, a, as an overall thing, you know, our body's performing in a certain way and, and can be optimal to, to only to an extent of what we put in. So that's the nutrition, right? You've got important vitamins, minerals, you know, and then you've got your, you know, carbs and protein, all that, all the good, all the really important nutrition that your body needs in order to, to perform at its optimal peak. So just wanted to, just wanted to throw it out there and, um, not that I want to turn into a whole nutrition segment, but I'll leave it at that. And yeah, you guys can reach out to me if you have questions. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Famous point, uh, I love it. All right. So Harrison, question for you. What do you wish you had known when you started business? I know that was one thing that you already said. Oh my is, God. You know, build an audience first. Building, uh, yeah, building audience yeah. first. It just, you know, I, I guess there's there's probably three things that I wish I knew about business first. One, build an audience. I really wish I built an audience first. That is probably my single biggest regret. Not that we're doing bad now because we're doing really well, actually, but definitely, definitely, definitely build an audience of your target market if you can. So if you do plan on, if you want to build an online course to teach people how to train dogs or deal with kids or whatever that whatever that looks like to you go build your audience first. It will save you so many headaches. Number one. Number two is know that you have to wake up every single day and go and grind. It's There's no way around it. There's nobody. And if, and if you're looking at those people that are like, hey, I just made a hundred million dollars this year. And you know, this is how you get rich. And, and they're lying. There's, I have never met an entrepreneur that I've met people that have accelerated their success but either way, the most successful people, the, the, you know, the guys that really make a lot of money, it, it's waking up every day and going to work. You know, I, I think it's like four out of every five small businesses fail within five years. And then like, you know, I think eight out of, eight out of 10 of the surviving ones fail after 10 years. And I firmly believe that that happens because they don't show up every single day. You have to show up every single day. I cannot tell you how many days I'm like, I would love to just literally lay in bed all day. And that literally cannot happen because if you let that happen, it's, it's not one day that you're doing it. It's, Oh, well, what if I did it yesterday? What's one more day? What's one more day. And then Mm. the fourth day comes around you're like, and then you're missing client work or whatever it is. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. I I have off days. I, 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 there's days that I dial down the amount of work I do, or I just focus my energy in a different direction. So if I'm not doing client work, I'll go do, creation work. So 
YouTube blogging, you know, stuff for whatever it is, my channels, whatever it may be, go do that. You know, you have to show up every single day. And, and number three is, 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 you know, they say the sum of your net worth is, is the, the five people that surround you the most, you know, get rid of negative people. You don't need any more negativity in your life. If there's somebody dragging you down, drop them like a, like a bad habit, because it's hard enough to run your own business. It, it's, it's unbelievably difficult. It's, it's daunting. It's mentally, physically taxing. You don't need those people. You want to surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up, find an accountability partner, find a mastermind group, whatever it is. I meet with my, with my mastermind, my digital mastermind group on Sunday nights, there's, there's seven or eight of us, uh, seven of us. And all we do is talk about digital marketing and, and what we've done, right? Because I can't tell you how many weeks that have gone by where I'm like, I don't need to write a blog. Like my content's already working for me, but it's showing up. It's doing it over and over and over again. That is the most important thing. You know, surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up, surround yourself with people that are going to inspire you, you know, surround yourself with people that are as successful as you are, you know, have somebody who's a little less successful than you are, have somebody that's at your success level and have somebody that is for like, you know, five steps out and then 10 steps out because that way you can look back to see where you were and you can look forward to see where you're going. And that has been tremendously impactful because when I can see where I've come from, because I see, you know, I have friends of mine that are starting their businesses and I look back, I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God I'm out of that stage. Like that was awful. Like I never want to go back to that stage, right? You're going to hit, you're constantly going to hit these stages that, that just, they suck. Like you're working an ungodly amount of hours for terrible money, but you have to do that to get to that next level. And then you, you know, I look at other people who are, you know, their, their take home is 300 or $500,000 or a million dollars a year, you know? And I'm like, Oh, like I can't wait to get there. And they're dealing, you know, and, and they look back, they look at me, right? And they're like, oh, thank God I'm out of that stage, right? And I look at them and I'm like, can't wait to get there, you know. So, and and for the people that are just starting their business, remember, like you could look back at all your friends and oh, they're working nine to fives. Like they aren't willing to risk everything for for success. And you are. So that's where you came from. And, and now you're, you're here and, and you're going forward to where those people are. And then as you progress and surpass those people, don't forget about them. They just, they now become the people in the background and you're looking for that next, maybe it's a, a it's a million dollar, you know, per, per year person, or it's a $10 million or 20 million or a billion, like whatever that number is, right? Like that is, you know, that's what you have to look for. And that to me is, is the number three, like surround yourself with people that are right around where you are further ahead and a little bit further behind, because you can help the people that are further behind and you can look ahead to, to, to inspire yourself. That's great advice, Harrison. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the podcast on that note. Let's wrap it up. How can people find you? Yeah, man. So I know that you're going to put some links down below, but for, for anybody that wants to check out my LinkedIn course, harrisonbaron.com, I know Link's, uh, it's going to put a link down there uh, for that. If you guys want some digital marketing help, growth-generators.com. My YouTube channel is The Millennial Entrepreneur, Harrison Barron. And, you know, like if you have questions, reach out, connect with me on LinkedIn. Tell me where, you know, tell me that you found me on the show. I would, I, you know, if, and if you have questions, if you have, if you need help with something, if you want to, you know, I, I take more time to help more people jump on, you know, maybe not so much the entrepreneurial journey, although I try to help those people too, but you know, sometimes they realize that entrepreneurship isn't for them and that's fine. Like 
figure out what you want and go chase what you want. If it's, I can't tell you how many friends of mine that I have that their goal is to climb the corporate ladder. Like they don't have any interest in being an entrepreneur. That's fine. Like I don't hold that against them. That's what they want to do. Like everybody's on their own path. You just cross paths all the time. So enjoy that. Leave time for friends. And, and if you have questions about what it's like, or, or, you know, you need, you need help, or you want to just talk to somebody about being an entrepreneur, I'm an open book. Send me a message, you know, on, on Instagram or something like that, Harrison underscore Baron. And uh, I'd love to help you. You know, I just want to point people in the right direction. Cause for me, I, I didn't know what I was doing and I literally jumped ship and hope for the best. Thank you, Harrison. Yeah. If we can help somebody out there, uh, put them in the right direction, then I'm all for it because myself, I mean, I've, I've been through the whole journey as well. So I can definitely relate through all the struggles and, and all the hard work that goes into it. So if you're listening, you're, you know, just venturing on your very, very first time, maybe even just thinking about venturing on to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Reach out to us guys. Use, use us for advice because I mean, there's nothing crazier than trying to do it blindly without any advice. That is, that is also, I mean, that's, that's my tip, you know, get a coach or, or, or yeah surround yourself Find with somebody, somebody that's that, done it that's doing yeah. what you want to do and go ask them questions that's it that's it it saves you so much time and 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 yeah it'll save you a lot of time and effort all right so guys you've been listening to the success inspired podcast i appreciate you for listening it's been amazing to have you on the show harrison sharing your insights about what you do and providing all the valuable tips to our listeners today for those of you guys listening uh make sure you head over to the www successinspiredpodcast.com where you find all the show notes all the other episodes as well uh, as well as this episode i put a lot of detail in my show notes you're going to find timestamps you can come back to any of the important bits that we covered today you're going to find links to harrison's linkedin course and a bunch of other cool stuff um, so make sure you head over to that website check out more information there and with that we'll leave it there stay inspired stay pursuing on that journey towards success guys and i look forward to have you listen to the next episode on the success inspired podcast have a great rest of your day everybody thanks everybody